Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Gents, you all right? You all right, Chris? Nice in here, though, isn't it? I'm thinking about doing a turn. Yeah. <laughs> Lovely, God. Get the boys back together. Yeah. What, what, I can't remember what we're called again. Cardinal Savior. Yeah. Blue Reunion. Hey, I want to chat. HR meeting actually whilst we're recording now yeah because I I always feel that we try and it's like a, a socialist working environment you know it's equal opportunities for all we, we look after each other you know like we, we've got a, an advert coming the week and they're offering they give us some free food didn't they so you know I put it out to the board mm-hmm. just first come first there were only three and there's four of us so it's like first come first serve looking after know, it looking after yeah. everybody I think equal, I know this is equal going. opportunities and then yesterday, I said, what are you doing tonight, John? Oh, oh I've got a busy weekend. You were a bit shifty, weren't you? You looked after yourself. Yeah, I did. You not no, mentioned we, we, anything, had we, we, we were recording last week, and all I heard yeah. was boom. Yeah, two that was tickets. it. And he, yeah. I think he let it slip. He forgot where he was. Yeah, two tickets for Robbie. Just two? Four. Oh, you got... He got four. four of us, he sorted all up family out. No, tonight. no, oh, right. no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. In yeah. all fairness, points. in all fairness, her mum and dad bought their tickets. Right, but I did get manage to get them uh, backstage pass tickets. Oh, boom! Was... <laughs> <laughs> it were boom and all, by the way. It was fucking incredible. Were you free Friday as well? Yeah, yeah. I didn't have any ponds, like. Do you know Loose what? End. Do you know How what, lads? Yeah, right. I've got absolutely no shame in it at all. What can you yeah. do? So I'll tell you what happened. I, I emailed him quite a while back. Uh, I say him, Robbie, uh, saying, is there any chance you guys a couple of tickets, please, for your Manchester show? Uh, obviously, I'm more than happy to pay for them. Uh, I'll make a, a donation to charity. Uh, and he's, and he, he emailed back within five minutes saying, yeah, no problem at all. So you, you were kicking back, as you know, Chris. Every man for himself. Yeah, we well, need to learn that. Right, let's just. Well, let, that's uh, not in my nature. Let's. Do you know what I mean? Do you want me to talk about the night? Yeah, if you fucking want incredible. To, Honestly, it, salt in the wounds. It outrageous. <laughs> Re- Honestly, brilliant. But you know what? what what's happened in the past, and I think you'll both be. Uh, it, well, I like you to be honest on it. Do you know what? I don't ever do e- emails and all that. So have you two, three? Got stuff delivered to your house that I've not been privy to. Uh, yes or no? Boxer shorts. You don't wear boxer shorts. Yeah, right. they're wasted. So, yeah. but you have you have been privy to some things that I haven't. No, only, only stuff like like um, real ale. You don't like that. Doesn't like he ale. only drinks lager. Oh, but do you like Rob Williams? Love him. Yeah, favorite. Oh, so I, 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 sorry, lads. I didn't realize you were fans. <laughs> 
So, so it, well, we had a good night. Wait a minute. The, whatever the the outcome is, or the it's it's only the same process. Is it? You've I've nicked in before. Is it? You, well, no, like, no, hold on a minute. No, we had an opportunity for some food the other day, and yeah. I know I know you like food. Right. So I put it out there to the collective group. Who wants some food? Basically, what you're saying is, Chris, all it would have taken was lads. Robbie's in town yeah. Friday or whatever. Do you fancy it? I'll try and get us some tickets. Yeah. No, no, no. Shit, Boom. Shit on us. Boom. So let's just, uh, just just to clarify. So you two have both had <laughs> stuff from this corporation that I haven't. Is that right? Yes or no, it's a yes or no answer. <laughs> it's a yes or no answer. <laughs> you start shouting. Turn that volume yeah. down. <laughs> have you both been privy to perks? Yes or no? Bits and bobs. Right then. Oh. So fuck you. Just be- just because what I got what millions of times better than some underpants and some shitty food. Right, so I'm fucking Good no, no shame at all. Well, Sensational just... night. If you get a chance to go and see him, it's incredible. I ended up pissed mine. <laughs> I ended up knocking some uh, drinks over on the table. <laughs> We're not bothered, John. We weren't, uh, <laughs> don't care. We weren't invited. Honestly. Don't care. Do you want to hear about me uh, sausage and mash? No, I no, no, I'm not bothered whatsoever. So, so it's clarified. We've, we've all scratched his own backs at different times, haven't we? We'll leave it at that, then. You're all right, Chris. Job well done, then. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I'm still buzzing about the night. Still buzzing. What about Owen Coyle, eh? I know, what a guy. Good episode, wasn't it? Yeah. Hopefully. It's the first time, because he spoke about when he brought himself back for the reserves. And it's the first time I've seen the goal. It's oh, good, isn't it? Fuck me. What a finish. I think he was underplaying it. I think yeah. I, think I, put, I think I might have put me sitting on a bench on the Saturday. It, <laughs> it was some finish, weren't it? <laughs> I saw another one from a Masters game when he's gone through and just wellied one in the top corner. And as is is he's running off, you just give the give the give fans a wink. a wink. Thing is, if you can Classic finish, coil. if you can finish, you can always finish, can't you? Yeah, you can, like. If you can't, you, you, you never can, really. We need to get up for another one. We said, haven't we? Yeah. But How's he doing, Queens Park? Flying. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck knows. <laughs> <laughs> Have a look. Have a look. I reckon that I, I, I've actually looked out for a few of the results. Uh, and every time I've looked, they've seemed to have won. So Scottish, what they in league? Scottish Championship makes for a good view, in, doesn't it? Well, just bear cut, with us. Just cut it. What did you do Friday anyway? No, just watch the Ron Williams DVD. My <laughs> 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 own. Just sat in my bedroom listening to Robbie's CD. Uh, Queens Park won four 0 away at Partick Thistle Saturday. There you go, flying. They are up. third in the league, one point off top. Flying. They're going up. Yeah. yeah, we're all Queen's Park fans, aren't we? Best of luck to him as well. Yeah. David Stockdale this week. Yeah, no, the current still playing. Yeah, we've had a, a couple still playing, but he's playing at a good level as well, championship level. I don't think we've... We he's not. No. no, he will be next yeah. season, where they're going. <laughs> <laughs> they're up and down like a fucking roller coaster Sheffield Wednesday. So from part-time, was he, would he have been part-time? He was part-time then, Darlington... Darlington End up in the England still a bit fo- I know, yeah. yeah. It's not a bad rise, is it? And I'll be honest with you, when he got his move to Fulham, because you'll find out he was a kid at York, went up to Darlow, and he got the move to Fulham, I'm like, fucking hell, he must have won a tournament. <laughs> like, must yeah. have, his raffle ticket must have yeah. come in or what, but... And an incredible like, insight into his time at Birmingham, which I think some Birmingham fans will be a bit of an eye-opener as well. Because mm. that was a bit of a circus, wasn't it? I know that some stuff has come out about how, how the club been operated behind the scenes, but I think there's definitely some 
some interesting insight there. Yeah. One thing is common, you know, when stuff like this goes on, it's always the higher earners that get it in the neck from the fans. Yeah. You had know, Jack Rodwell at Sunderland, and he got it at Birmingham because he was one of the so-called top earners. Yeah. Fans are like, rip your contract up, you should, you know what I mean? Mm. Well, it's, it's like not, it's if, not. You, if you put it in any other walk of life, Mm. Well, I'm going to be honest, if I get this role as tour manager for Robbie, I'm ripping my contract <laughs> up. You're fucking done, lads. You're done. <laughs> the live shows, the uh, all the dates are out. Well, most of the dates are out. All the tickets that we've uh, of the dates that we've revealed are on sale, apart from Dublin. But that should be on sale within a matter of days. What we want is people to come to Dublin for the weekend. Yeah, Dublin make, is the a, one. And make a good a good fist of it. Yeah. We'll sort an after party out somewhere. Oh yes, old dub. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, we'll uh, we'll be we'll be there the whole weekend, won't we? But the guests are sorted, aren't yeah. they? Yeah, we'll we'll be releasing the the guests, and there's a couple more dates coming. I believe our tour manager is on the Norwich. Norwich. Yeah, Full I tell you, got in ground. touch with this not happy. Who? Woody from Bastille. Why? Because we're now cool. Yeah, he he's did. a Plymouth fan, isn't he? Oh, come on, Woody. Jesus Christ. I know. Eh? That's so he's, yeah, Earth, we're getting a bit of stick for not going down south again. I think we should get one down south somewhere. We've tried it in London and the, the, no, the yeah, but they came. What can we do, local, Chris? Uh, you know, somewhere like, like Plymouth. Plymouth. Yeah, Southampton or Reading or somewhere. Yeah. We need to get it sorted. Have we got, have right. we got any listeners in Reading? Oh, aye. Yeah. <laughs> Plenty. Yeah. It's all right, it's all right somebody's saying, oh, come to Reading, me and my three mates will come. <laughs> ah, champion. <laughs> Well, should we get him in then? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Come on, Stocky. You remember him in your younger days? Do I remember him? You can't forget him. <laughs> this is a cool, the one that I, I fought. Remember when I had a crash on the A64? And you and Jonesy stopped and was like, I'm sure that stops. And you stopped and you, you went, Are you alright, kid? I went, Yeah, I've got away for that. You took my bag and said, I'll leave it. I'll leave it in changing room for you. <laughs> well, we weren't fucking stopping for you. <laughs> the fact that you actually stopped, I was a bit like amazed. I, I didn't know if you were gonna kick me down into the bushes or what it was, we were probably late anyway. So we thought That was we'll the stop. excuse, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll stop. We've been helping Stocky out on A sixty four. That's what it oh, was. So you had a cover cover so story with fans. bags. I was fine. thinking like there could be anything in my bag when I get there. Got away with it. There was these boots that I used to clean, that's it. So what did you do? You just have to wait for the... Yeah. to come and tow your car or something? Yeah, the car was worth like 300 quid. So probably a wheel fell off or something like that. <laughs> but I remember him stopping and he's like, to be fair, they asked if I was all right, mainly because obviously they needed an excuse for being late. He was brassy as well. He was like, are you all right? Parky said he stopped for you. Gotta look after the young pups, ain't you? Did you ever do a pre-season with him? <laughs> oh, did I? Yeah, I was buzzing because <laughs> I knew I would finish last. <laughs> the oh. York race course, 16 furlong, start, finish and back. Scotty Jones, Parky, running the back, me, thinking I ain't coming last here. But not knowing that they'd been told, if you finish behind a goalkeeper, you're doing it again. So we're getting turned we're on the home straight. I'm thinking, come on, it's, it's knee-high with snow, trudging through. I just said, oi, Stocky. All right, kid. I was like, oh, I'm dying. 
200 quid if you finish behind us. <laughs> About 10 yards to God, he's come steaming past me. <laughs> Never seen the fucking 200 quid like that. <laughs> See, that was your first fucking lesson yeah. in football, yeah, wasn't it? I fucking trust you. First lesson in to football. to come on here as well. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, 16 fillings is a fucking long I was just flat, thinking that. I'm back. That's like... It's snow. Yeah, we're, that's why we, we weren't actually a pre-season run it while we couldn't train. We yeah. went for a, a run right racetrack. That was his thing. How far is that in metres? I know I'm probably being thicker. I, you, I reckon it's probably... Mile and a half. And then back. It's got to be four so miles mile or something. Yeah. Three miles. It's no. Yeah. And if he finishes behind the keepers, we've got to do it again. Mind you. Young fucking, and he was a big old unit then and all, by the way. <laughs> was still ahead of us. There's only one keeper in the group. <laughs> <laughs> He's done well for us. I, I owe you a favour for that. You owe him quid. I was going to say. Favor. Imagine inflation on that as well. <laughs> <laughs> Interest rates and everything. Fuck's sake. Did you play at York? Yeah, who yeah. Was, who gave us the manager? Um, Chris Brass Terry Dolan well, did, Terry, did Terry give you it? Um, Michael Lingham he went to me before the game he went my hamstrings are in stocks at this point I was 17 and it was like so he comes up, comes walking off at our time he went get warmed up kid next minute stocks come in he's like my hamstring after the game I think we were 1-0 down and we got beat 2-0 but I came on for half game made my debut came off he went did you enjoy it? you owe me one he was last game of the season, he was on loan, he was going back. So What's basically, he basically player in Mike. Don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm fucking no Hercule Poirot, but I'm tipping. But I'm going to say he weren't injured. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see if this kid can do it. Fair play. Yeah, so 17. And were you, was, did you shit your pants going on or were you oh, yeah, confident? You I was confident, but I shit my pants thinking, yeah. thanks, thingy. I hadn't even had a week to lead up to it. It was just literally, go on, son. Off you go. League two? Division three, which is league two, yeah. yeah. I think I played in division three, two, one, Prem, conference, conference north. There's a lot? Yeah. Well, what it all released you then? Brassy? No, no. Um, Mick, Mick McEwen. McEwen, yeah. McEwen. Uh, well, the story, <laughs> this is how the story went. So I did my YTS, got my first year pro, £100 a week. Travelling to Leeds. But in YTS, they had digs around the corner. So it, it was fine. So I was thinking, right, I've done all right. I've played a few games, like, not not brilliant. I'm going to ask for a little bit more for petrol. So I've gone in. And, and what he used to do was he had a high seat. And there was a low one, like, opposite you. So he was always above you. So I was thinking, what the... F like, I was sat down and he was looking at me. I was thinking... Shit, what's going to happen here? So I was just looking for like 125 just to pay for my petrol and that. He's like, who the fuck do you think you are? I was like, oh, I'm David Stockdale. <laughs> but he must have thought I meant, well, I'm David Stockdale. I'm just thinking, I don't know what to say. So I've said, well, I'm David Stockdale. He went, I don't give a fuck who you are. I was like, oh my God, you went, get out. So I thought, I wonder if that went well. <laughs> Next minute, calls me and he said, oh, we're going to release you. You're thinking too much about money than you are your football career. What, for 25 what? quid? For 25 quid a week. He yeah. was saying that, that well, you were really thinking about money. Yeah. But I'd explained it one because I think I deserve it. It's to help me out. I was on. So I got a first year pro, 10 quid extra, but still driving across every... Release you? Yeah. 
The answer was it didn't go very well. No, it didn't. <laughs> I think the chair were broken as well. <laughs> he needed a new chair, didn't he? So. <laughs> but did he like? Did he release in the press and stuff that you were um, holding back on a contract and renegotiating? No, he, he said I was unfit and I, I weren't concentrating on football. And did you want a bit stuff? of petty money? Yeah. Was that bollocks as well? Back then, were you? Would you say you were fit? I've never been a super fit dude all my career, and that's that's just how it is, whether it's right or wrong. But for him, no. But for many managers have said, no, you need to do better. So you do better. And it's always fluctuated. So he's n I've never been known as a skinny fella. And I've never been known as not being able to do my work. So it's so you get certain managers that are like, look, wherever you're playing your best football at, we'll take it. So yeah. it's one of them where even now, you fat bastard. And it's like, well, yeah, you're right. But the thing is, I'm, I can still do everything. Show me someone who's skinny and I bet I can work just as hard as them. And even in training now, I'm nearly 37 and I can move as fast, get down to it uh, as some of the young lads. So it's, it's irrelevant. It's, it's about what you do and what you give to a team. Have you had any, any rubbings up the wrong way with managers because of that, where they've been trying to change you? Um, do you know what? No, because I'm, I'm quite honest. Yorkshire lads, like, Parky will tell you, you, you kind of like... You can take a lot of stuff and you're like, all right. And I had one at Brighton where we, we really had a go and I'd lost about 10 kgs or something and I looked ill. And Manjo went, stop, 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 stop. I just was getting tired, looked. He said, what was your performances like? Um, in pre-season, he said, you just look fucked. Like weak. Yeah, weak. He said, it's not you, you're obviously not someone who can go that low, Chris Uton. Um, and he said, look, I think, I, I think you're comfortable there. I think you... You look good for you. You're playing good football. And we, we got promoted in the end. So there's people who, it's how how you come across with it as well. Because nowadays it's very much like, you're not under 10% body fat, you're not playing. But you can have some of the best players that I've seen, at, particularly at 10% or under 10%. They might be 11%, but if they feel comfortable with playing the best football, it's it's how you manage them. It, it's, it's not like it used to be where you used to get some ridiculous players and it was like you, you just do what you want as long as you win as games I'm very much that if you're a good player but you're a mourner you carry on mourning mate like yeah. if you if you could shout at everyone you shout and swear and you're a nice lad but you're winning me games I'll probably just wind them up so they do that just get them angry like, and, and knock out if you got him angry and was like <laughs> he'd just like go off like a wizard and score and like, come running up to you fuck you <laughs> Who, who's fucking shit? Who said that? And you're like, don't know, mate. Getting the <laughs> don't know. <laughs> don't know. Just, just saying it so you'd, so you just take it round four people and score, you know. Yeah. But that's the type of person he was. Lovely fella. You knew he had magic. Adult wrapped. QPR then came to Fulham. Don't know. There mu must have been someone going out with manager, but in training I was like, oh my god, he's the best player I've ever seen. Yeah. Like, just take it round everyone in training and, and score. And I think it was because he was doing that, he was like, you need to be a team player. He was like, but this is what I do. Just give me the ball. Yeah. And then it, you get a name like, oh, he's a big head. People say, oh, was he a bit of a dick? I was sat next to him in the room. No, not one time have I ever thought, what a cunt you are. Lovely fella. Just misunderstood people. I need to ask you about uh, Barry Conlon. Were you a darling with him? <laughs> yeah, I used to give him lifts in after he got done for drink driving. Who but, was it that were speaking about him? Sweeney, wasn't it? Can't remember yeah. him. The, the, the fish. fish. Oh, the fish. Yes, I remember him. I remember him. <laughs> oh, my God. He can drink. 
obviously he didn't lead me astray, but we went out in Leeds one time. And I was steaming. And this is about two o'clock. I said, oh, Baz, I think, I think it's time we go. He went, time we go? He said, we haven't even had dinner yet. He must have had 10 pints in the time I had two. I was like, oh, Baz, what, what we're doing for dinner? And then he's like, oh, fuck dinner. This is our dinner. Brought two pints of Guinness over. At this point, I never had a Guinness. I drank this stuff and he was like, that put airs on your chest. To this day, I don't know how I got home, what time it was, but I got home. I don't remember anything else after that. Baz rings me. Stocks. He's training. You got. You forgot to pick me up. I forgot to pick him up. I forgot <laughs> training was on. I forgot that we'd gone out on a Sunday and training was Monday. He's like, right, I'm going to walk up. You're going to have to meet me on where. And I was traveling to Dalton. Alan Armstrong was there playing when, when we was there. Got in and Armstrong went, Stocks, have you been drinking? I was like, fuck me. I was out with him. Baz was like, no, you want. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean, Baz? He went, do I look like I've been out? And he's like, no. And there's me like that. <laughs> like sweating. And we haven't even gone in training yet. Our keeper coach, Andy Collett. He's like, Stocks, what have you been doing? I said, I went out with that gun over there. He's like, but he looks like he ain't moved. I said, because he's a fucking alcoholic, look at him. How can you run around like that after having 25 pints or something like that? He said, how many did you have? I said, about eight. <laughs> <laughs> he said, look, I'm still here. <laughs> and how old were you have been then? 22. Right. But back in them days, like from 17 to 19, we were on night quid a week. We used, I used to go to... Um, £10 in all you can drink, you know, where it was watered down stuff and you thought you were steaming <laughs> then. I couldn't afford stuff like this. Going out with him and all these posh places in Leeds. It was an eye-opener. You must have done well, though. Birmingham and Newcastle looked like you, didn't they, when you were at Darlow? So the, the story goes of how I went to Fulham. So we're playing Dagenham Redbridge. To be fair, I, I've always wondered this, because like, I, I obviously knew you as a kid and I always thought, how the got that? Well, I weren't on camera then, were they? You can't put £10 on. <laughs> you know what I mean? They must have got, got photos. <laughs> but um, I'm, I'm set, Lee, too, you know. I've got my Volkswagen Golf on, on lease. I'm all right. I can, diesel now. I can afford petrol back and <laughs> forward. And uh, Dagenham and Redbridge at home. 2-0 up at half-time thinking, get a clean sheet, this will be nice. Lost 3-2. Gone into, like, the players' lounge. Andy Collett comes in, stocks... Um, Manager and directors want to see you in, in his room. Gone in, there's the chairman, two directors, Dave Penny, Martin Gray, Andy Collett, and Barry Simmons. And the first thing, I opened the door, seeing them, I thought, what did I do this past week? Where have I been? What have I done? All in like the space of 30 seconds thinking, didn't have a fight, didn't get too drunk. Got home, had a kebab. Standard. Yeah, like... No highlights, no highlight reels. Didn't know anything wrong. So he sat me down and he was like, tough game today. I thought, I'm getting dropped here, but how far am I getting dropped? Fucking with all these directors. <laughs> so we're chatting about the game and I was like, the real reason why we called you in is we've had, we've had Fulham on the phone. I was like, oh, right. And then Nicole was like, it's fair, you deserved it. I was like, what, a phone call? Or? And he went, no, we've been on phone for a few weeks now. We've agreed a fee, you can go and speak to him. And my first thing was, how do I do that? It's like, have you got an agent? I was like, yeah, I've got a kind of an agent, but he was more like getting boots and stuff. He was like, well, you need to ring him to ring them and sort out a contract offer. 
And I was like, when do I do this? Gaff was like, don't think you're having a day off. Wednesday's your day off. You can fly there, fly back and, and do that. And do you know when they're telling you something and you're like, nah, nah. Not sinking like, in. Who's coming out here? <laughs> like, remember when Rio used to prank people on the, on the thing at Pot? Beedle. No, yeah. <laughs> Jeremy comes out, 200 quid for this video. Okay. <laughs> So, so have you got to wait Monday and Tuesday still training at Darlow? Yeah. So I weren't allowed to say anything. Don't say out, will. So this is near end of the season. We're in the playoffs. So on the Wednesday, I fly down. So the agent goes in. I get shown around. Mark Maunders, lovely fella, still at Fulham. He's like player liaison. Showed me around. He's like, right, you're going to do half your medical today and half your medical next Wednesday. And I was thinking, I've got to get two games in between there. If anything fucking happens, I'm fucked. So he went, so I met the, the physios and that, and he's like, right, right, take him away, Maunders. Well, didn't I go through 700 scans thinking, they're going to find something. They're going to find something. Look at stare at me. <laughs> <laughs> if, they, if they find what I'm feeling, I'm fucked. Anyway, they do it all, and then I come back. The agent's like, yeah, well, we've got a few things to talk about. The near bottom at league, so they're going to offer you a championship contract and a Premier League contract. And I was like, all right. And he said, so you're on 600 quid now. And if they go into championship, you're on 2,700. If they're in the Premier League, you're on 3,700. I was like, oh my God. So he was like, what are you doing? I was like, I'm checking where they are in the league. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, at the bottom, I was like, 2,700 seems decent. <laughs> And that's the year that Danny Murphy scored at Portsmouth. The great escape, wasn't it? Yeah. Great escape. They went to Man City, beat them 3-2, Diamante Camara, and then they needed to beat Portsmouth away to stay up. So we're having a barbecue, staying up barbecue. So we're all steaming. Jeff Stelling comes up and there's been a goal at Fratton Park. Well, the whole music stops. It was like when England won the Euros and it was <laughs> flying everywhere. Well, the Where's this barbecue? At my mate's house. Right, all right, so it's just you and your mates. So it's he was like, bar- oh, we're going to have a barbecue. And when I eventually told him, he was like, oh my God, it's a staying up barbecue. Yeah. So he was like, it was proper, like all, all my mates like rooted for Fulham so bad. And then when it went in, like, again, I think I nearly matched Baz Conlon's amount of alcohol <laughs> that night. Um, but your mates, like, you, you come from Armley, like, you tell them what, what you can have. And they're like, oh my God, a thousand pound more. If they win today, we're going to buy so many beers and you're going to drink them all if they stay up. <laughs> it just Then I had to fly back down, sign everything. 22 years old, thinking of release from York and then getting back to Darlington. I'd not played the f- season before. I, I played 44 games and then 45 games and then off to Fulham. That's fucking mad. That's how quick yeah. a turn. So from getting released to getting bought by Fulham, it was two years. With a whirlwind as well, wasn't it? Oh, like, I was buzzing. I was getting on a plane. Never mind. No, going yeah. to Fulham. Yes, you, you know, though, when you're on about the barbecue, it's still life-changing money if they go down anyway, isn't it? Two, what are you, 2006? Yeah, I, 2006 two, or something. 27 it was. 27, still big 22. money. Yeah. At 22, yeah. So <laughs> it, it's like... So from 600 quid a week where I thought it was the bee's knees around Leeds, like you, I'm still going to local club for £10 or you can drink. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? It, I've got a feeling you that so, so a guy would still do that stuff. The they've all gone after I try and out. Where you still have to take your glass back to bar, fill that up, love. <laughs> Making other people's glasses. I was Hodgson then. He was really good. He surprised me when at first days because he, we we had an Italian striker and he was talking away doing shape and that. And he just started speaking fluent Italian to this fella and he went, oh. and I was like, what the, what the fuck just happened there? I couldn't. I've never seen that before. So obviously he knew, but he was telling him and telling us in different languages. He, he was he was such a good manager, like in team shape and stuff. We were well drilled and we got to Europa League final through it. So it was. It was brilliant. It was he's a he's a good good man as well. You know, obviously it's will win, like you said, and it's a massive opportunity. But were you phased or worried about going down to London? Hundred percent. The first face that I seen at Fulham was uh, Brian McBride, and he was a lovely fella. And it kind of settled you down. But like, obviously, you'd seen these people on TV, club captain. You're like, he's like, all right, Stocks, you're all right. And I thought. He knows my name. <laughs> How the fuck do you know my name? Did you have imposter syndromes? So first shooting session at Fulham, it was abysmal for me. I was just collecting balls in the net for the kit men, basically. Uh, David Healy, Diamante Kamara, Eric Nevland, absolutely murdered me. I went up to Roy and I said, Roy, I think you've made a massive mistake. <laughs> you, you actually said that? Yeah. Like, in a jokey way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did you actually claim Roy as well? Gaffer. Yeah. In a jokey way, and he yeah. was round it, and I f he, he laughed it off, fortunately, and he was like... What oh, really he's thinking? I think I'm fucking out. Have we got a receipt? <laughs> <laughs> it was one of them where he kind of seen my personality, was like... Yeah, yeah. And he was like, look, you'll get used to it. And Mike Kelly, hard as nails he was, but he also had that other side where he came up to me, he was like, listen, it's totally different here. You've gone from... League Two, to th these lads are playing international football. Don't worry about it; it will come. There's and no pressure on you though, was it? You weren't going in as number one and whatever. No, were you? well, for a while they didn't sign anyone. But I say a while; it felt like four years. But I think it was about three weeks later they've signed Mark Schwarzer, which actually takes the pressure off. Not that you would have played anyway, and they wouldn't have brought a keeper in. But it just felt like the the limelight was on yeah, you. Yeah, I get like, that actually. So they brought in uh, Pascal Zuberbuller old Swiss goalkeeper. He, like, I didn't know who it was, but then you look and he's played at some big clubs and that. So I just went out on loan, kept now, kept doing the loans. How long were that? How long were you there before that first loan? I think I went around the Christmas time to Rotherham. Mark like Robbins. Six months or something. Yeah. So I, I, I did sit on the bench. Like I played one of the pre-season friendlies actually against Selic and Darren Murphy took, put me through back in, <laughs> in one of my first things that I did. But, Going from that again to Celtic v Fulham, where Celtic must have had 4,000 there, Fulham had about 10,000 for a pre-season friendly. Yeah, and that's your first real experience of that kind of... Yeah, of that so that was, that was massive for me. Yeah. And you kind of think, right, you've been thrown, not thrown in. Yeah, you have, because that's what they kind of want at that level. Let's see what you can do then. Yeah. <laughs> Is he going to do what he said on the tin? Did all right, and I can't even remember. I think I made my Premier League debut the, the first year as well against Everton. And there's a story there because the traffic in London, obviously. So I'm I'm ready, getting all kids ready, getting the car, 
Say we're fucking late. I told you I wanted to set off at half past. You know what the traffic's like. So it's getting close to half one. It was about 25 past one and we were about three miles away. Literally went straight up the bus lane. Miss going, what the fuck are you doing? And at Fulham, there's no car park. So what you do is you go park at a car park, a school near, and the minibuses drop you around to the front. Well, did I fuck straight through the police cordon, straight up to the Johnny Ayn stand. The statue in front of the statue jumped out, left my keys. Oh no. Left my missus kid running minutes ago. He's like, oh, he stocks. No, it's like, yeah, yeah. But the panic of knowing that you're making your Premier League debut and think you're going to be late. I said, this could, this is going to ruin my career, this traffic. Might as well just get, a, just run now. You get a ticket? I don't know. Who's lying? Do you I get a drop, Jack? No, I don't think so. I think lads would have like... Heavy fine, in it? Yeah. But I've always been like that. Like, don't be late. Don't be that one. And the sweat pouring off me going in there. And we we won that game, so it was all all right. And everyone after was laughing at me. And he's like, why didn't you just relax? I was like, no, you don't understand. Like, people don't understand the thing. You might only pay 50 quid sometimes, but you just don't be late. Like the fact that they're like, oh, you're late again. And on like, a match day, and it was always worse on a match yeah. day. So, you know, if you'd have if you'd have kept up with me in that, on that run, you could have ditched a car three miles ago and you could have just jogged it. <laughs> well, I was thinking about the 200 quid you still owe me. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought I'll just use it in petrol to get there. <laughs> I'm sorry about the bus lane fines though. <laughs> Did Bullard look after you? Bullard. Did he look after you when you went? <laughs> Well, of course, Jimmy did. What a guy. So one of the stories, my first overseas tour was South Korea. Weird one, but we were sponsored by LG. So we've gone over. So that was one of the only times, like, I walked in, I was like, oh, my God, I've got a room on my own. This is fucking brilliant. I've made it. Got a room on my own. Phone goes. Stocks, Jimbo, come to my room, 402. I was thinking, what? Can't not go. So this is about 10 o'clock at night. I was thinking, he's going to ask me to do something stupid here. So I've gone in, he was like, Stocks, I've got two double beds. You're sleeping that one. I'm sleeping this one. I said, Jimmy, I've got a room on my own. He was like, no. Well, Jimmy doesn't like being on his own. So we're playing fucking knock a door run at 12 o'clock. <laughs> Goalkeeper coach Mike Kelly goes, so he goes, you were with Jimmy last night, weren't you? I was like, he can't keep his mouth shut. He went, yeah. And there's only one fucking elephant that runs like you. <laughs> <laughs> then we, he came to Ipswich when we were there. So I'm, I'm a bit more of an older pro now, back on loan from Fulham. Jim comes in. I'm sat there. He's like, oh, what about hotels then? I said, oh, I think we're all sorted, Jim. He went, put me in with stocks. I went, no way. He said, he said to the woman, you better put me in with him. Otherwise there's going to be trouble. She went, Stock deal it is. Well, I think he'd float with his missus at the time. We were watching Bave Station. This is what we're doing. So I'm thinking, oh my God, in two single beds because he wanted to sleep. So he's gone, look, I know her. I was like, fuck off, Jimmy. Right? All right. Pick his phone up. Oh, I love his Jimbo. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm thinking, she's not going to say, she went, she actually, she's like, <laughs> right, and she goes, All right, Jimbo, how are you doing? Well, she sits up and he's like, Put the phone on your fanny. And I'm like, Oh my God. <laughs> she 
she was like, Jim, but you can hear her saying it. And then, but you know, when they have to give it the, every so often for all the people that are watching, you went, do it. I went, she ain't doing it. You ain't talking to her. Next thing she goes. <laughs> I'm thinking, what the fuck's going on here? <laughs> uh, and he was asking us to do mad shit. And I was like, I still don't believe it's her. They, they do that all the time. And he's like, honestly, it's her. I was like, how did you meet her? He went, oh, I rang her over a week. Did <laughs> <laughs> he just rung the number on the thing? Or did he? <laughs> but he was that kind of personality. Yeah. Like he talked to anyone. I don't know if he's still like that, but he always was wanting someone with him. Yeah. Like, always he wanted, needed to be doing something. If you see him now, he's always got that interaction here. But that's his personality. It was brilliant, but he looked after you. Some of the things like, I remember going to his house and he's like, yeah, come around mine, you misses out. Got around and thought, oh, well, we'll end up having some dinner or going out somewhere. Just sat there, he fell asleep and I was sat next to him. Not that it was a problem, I was just watching TV. But then it, I realised that he needed people around him. I think his family were aware at the time. It's almost Gascoigne-esque, isn't it? Like, yeah. he just wants well, to be... A brilliant player, brilliant personality. He likes interaction and, and you're right. I think I never thought about that, but yeah, when you when you see how they were, they're very similar. Just want to make people laugh all the time. Yeah, he, he that wanted that. Of... Yeah. <laughs> what were the what were the crack like in a rub your phone on your fanny? <laughs> <laughs> Three taps. <laughs> Just to prove to me that he knew her. What were it like what were the crack like in a Premier League dressing room compared to your Darlington one? Yeah, a lot a lot more professional. But it's still the same, like it's like any like shitting in shoes or out like that? Or? No, that was York. That was you. <laughs> <laughs> and the, Nobody else did that. It's just you. The, the program gate from York. I bet you don't remember that one. No. Oh, we remember it. So it was a Tuesday night game. He dropped you, and you come in like you do, and you sat down. And he'd a shit as you normally do. Like he just at the time we didn't know what you're doing, but he took one of the programs off the off the top. Nothing happened. You went like that, put it back, sat down. <laughs> so they have the team talk. Then he starts giggling. Like I remember I was on the bench. So as, as you go in the York team, remember it went round yeah. like that. There was the baths. And I was at this side. It's like... <sighs> smells like shit round here. But the toilets were quite close to the chain room. So I was not thinking out of it. So the gaffers sat down, you know, like they do. Reading through his program, obviously, the program, there's a big shit on the middle. <laughs> He's like, who the fuck shit in my program? <laughs> I was in my eyes hanging his stuff up. Horrible. Shouldn't have dropped us, should he? He's got fault. Bet we never did it again, did he? Never dropped us again, no. I think, I think I might have left. <laughs> fuck me, my memory is absolutely shocking, by the way. Who was the best manager you had at Fulham? At Fulham. <clears throat> Do you know what? It, it, You'd have to say Roy because of what he did for the club and he signed me. I, I thought I really liked Mark Hughes as well. Did he, he played play you a bit. Did he give you a good stint in team? Mark yeah, Hughes. he played. But he, I'd done well for him in the block of team. Mark Swartz came in. You can't argue. It, yeah. But his thing was, here's another contract. You know, you've deserved it. You've done well. And then I went back out on loan and I got an England team, England squad. And then when I came back, I played again when Mark was injured. Did well. Mark came back to the team, had another con So it was like, he bumped me up wages, but he also gave me the chance. Did he do well, Hughes? Yeah, did I? I think we, um, I think we got into... Did they like seven for eight when they, when they got rid of him? And Was it Mignola? Yeah, reading through, through 
broken lines. I think he wanted to sign a striker. We sold someone and uh, he went in to our fired at the time and said, oh, he was like, no, we're not spending it. And then someone came in and we bought someone, Brian Ruiz, for 13 million the next week, yeah. <laughs> something like that. So he was like, what? What is going on? So I don't know if they've had words and then Alfired's gone, all right, and I'll show you. Did you have much dealings with him, Alfired? Yeah, nice fella. <laughs> like, did, you get, did you get ampers and... and stuff? Oh, we got looked after. Yeah. We had a we had a Harrods card, 33% off. He's not he's not stupid, is he? Like, he's paying us and we're just paying him back. <laughs> <laughs> he's, not, he's, not, he's not stupid, is he? And then we get... for free, these boys. Yeah. But I remember... I um we played against Manu and drew two on, saved the penalty and everyone had a um a hamper on the side with a five grand voucher, like to spend at Harrods, like because he was like well done, anything like that he was very and he just was, for that game, yeah. So he was very much like look after your players, like even like the spread in the players lounge, oh my god, like proper food. I was like, what is that? That's what a full, that, like a full fish on the on the thing. I was like. How do I eat that? <laughs> like, he's got bones in. There's you pull no... your fucking chair up and get your knife and fork and tuck in. There's no batter to be seen anywhere. What the... <laughs> sushi? What is sushi? <laughs> like, this... this Scampi? No, sushi, mate. <laughs> yeah, so they're probably the, the pick. Um, what about Felix McGath? So remember which, which story? I don't All know if you... We've got to start with one of the more high-profile ones, Breda Hangeland, with yeah. the uh, alternative medicine treatment to his knee. So Breda got injured, and uh, they said, look, we want you like, back fit. So it was Dr. Steve Lewis who was the, the doctor then, and uh, he's like, oh, you got a bit of a knee problem, we're going to have to get a little scan. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so Felix has come down, what's the problem? Like, where, There's a few in the... He's like, oh, my, my knee, like, and Bred is about seven foot tall, so he's, his leg's hanging off the physio table anyway. And he's got, he's gone like, oh, he's touched his knee, he's gone. And the doc's just about to explain, he went, <laughs> to the doctor, I've got something for you. Come to my office. I've got something for you that'll help you. So the doc's like, oh, all right, he might, he might have a German person that you know. So he's got up, Bred has come down afterwards and he's just creasing. He's like, lads, you'll never guess what. So he said he wants me to get a bag, put this special cheese in, non-alcoholic wine, vinegar, and a bit of salt. He's like, well, what do you do with it? You've got to wrap it around your knee. He's like, well, what? <laughs> wrap it around your knee for night. So he's, the night? He's, yeah, so he's done this, right? <laughs> so he's coming next time. He's like, did it help? He was like, Mate, my missus made me sit outside. It stunk that bad. <laughs> it's like, how's your knee? It's like, exactly the same. <laughs> but it was one of them gobsmacked moments that I was like, Redder, what's worse, you trying it or believing that it's going to work? <laughs> <laughs> Needed a bit of red onion chutney, really. Oh, <laughs> just finishing it off. I reckon he it was like, all right then. Oh, so man. we went to St. Andrews on, on pre-season tour. Man City was going the next week. So they were building like their own like marquee gym and everything. And he was like, oh, where are you training? And he was like, oh, there. He's like, there. Are like, you bringing in some goals or something? 
So like, oh, I don't know, but this is our trading pitch. So we've gone out to train and he's gone, right, we're going to have 11 aside. In what goals? He went, oh, these goals, fucking rugby balls. <laughs> we had an argument because one went about four foot above me and he was like, right, good goal from centre gate. I was like, he was like, it's below the crossbar. <laughs> <laughs> and then we did early morning runs. So it was 20 minutes out on the St. Andrews beach, no shoes and socks. 20 minutes out, 20 minutes back. If you didn't get back, so at 20 minutes, there was someone who ran with you. you turn around, you got to get back in 20 minutes. So he stood on like the cliff bit. Again, I might be near the back. Might not be. So if you were. If you would have had a drone on, it might have. <laughs> stood sure. on the cliff, you should be able to see. <laughs> <laughs> I was in the middle, I was, yeah. I was ringing Parky. Can you come behind me? <laughs> and uh, it got to a point where like we were running. Like, and because it's he's killing your calves, we're just straight up, straight off. And there's like lads are like, he's gonna make us do it again if we don't get in on time. And there was other people struggling, but like we we're all like hooking round each other's arms. It was like, who's the fittest here? Steve Sidwell's looking, going, no, not me. And he's got like two lads on his arm, running, <laughs> dragging him along. Oh mate, he was like literally getting. So we were like pushing people and that. It it was mad. And then Ross McCormack signs, thirteen million. Meets everyone was like seven o'clock in the morning, Ross. He was like, What? I told him about the run, he was like, I can't fucking do that. He said, I'll just get injured while And we all laughed it off thinking, that's what you say. Well, thirty seven minutes in, pulls his calf. <laughs> Twelve million pound day later he's pulled his calf and didn't play Gone. for fourteen, sixteen weeks. It obviously went on to do really well, yeah, but yeah, yeah. and then we're getting a minibus to go to Wimbledon Common. And I'm thinking, Wimbledon Common, what? Doing like an outside session or something. Well, you went, right, walk down here, lads. There's a hill, so steep. So he gets there, he goes, right, these lads down to the bottom. And he rolls the medicine balls down to the bottom. Right, what you got to do is, medicine ball under each arm, run, give it to your mate. They've got to jog back down the hill, give it to you and run. Just keep going. When I say we kept going, he had this, little fella that I called Teabag the Rat and he just used to shout Schnell Schnell Kleiner Zau which is little pig <laughs> Schnell Kleiner Zau Kleiner Zau <laughs> you were running up with these medicine balls oh my god it, it was non-stop like we got given a USB stick and it was gymnastics but not gymnastics that you think where you're doing a roly-poly tip all over it was all like the guy who was sports scientist was a head army guy so it was all like proper core exercises, but you're lifting all your legs off, touching a wall and a light bulb at the same time, keep steady on one finger. <laughs> it was madness. <laughs> and then one time he's like, right, we're going to finish training now. He's like, everyone around the centre circle, press-ups, right, you do one, you do one. There's about 30 of us. We got to about 30 press-ups. You know, when you stood there, you have to wait for someone. You better not go down, you start again. I think my press-ups went about down that far. <laughs> and he was like looking at me, you could see all lads looking at me going, please don't drop, please don't drop. And you know when they say, keep your form, and you're like... <laughs> oh, I know it well. Oh. Like a tent. It was like, Man City game. We um, we were 1-0 down at half-time. Champions, Yaya Torres playing that. He scores a penalty. Like, all right, yeah. Well, he comes in and he's just, Batters us, what the fuck are you lot doing? And there's a few lads like, what the fuck? Like, I thought we did all right, like one penalty. Lost 5-1. He 
in the end comes in didn't say a word so assistant goes get on the coach lads gets back to the training ground right everyone in, go get changed <laughs> it's like what go get changed all the stuff's ready for you get changed straight out fight like running so you had these backup balls and we're thinking what the fuck are we going to do here you didn't want to use these today so we're not going to use them now threw these balls away went you have to set off running whistles again you have to sprint then you walk 45 minutes what time is this yeah what time are we talking here it must have been get the bus back seven eight o'clock yeah it, I, it might have been an home. early game actually but I remember because Torres got a hat trick I think I was one of the reasons why he got Africa player play <laughs> <laughs> what's what's the oh, thought man. process in that and then at the end of the season we played Cardiff we got beat 2-1 he did his whole half time team talk in German any Germans in the squad? Yes, our right back. So he's gone out of room where like all turns him and he's like this. I was like, what What did he say? He was like, if you lot think you're going to have an off season, got another thing coming, I'll fucking kill you all. As in on the, I'm like, what? Please, what? what's that all about? And we were close to getting relegated anyway. We, I think last few games we had a couple, bit of a spurt, but... Um, so it got to end of the season unlike normally you might have a couple of days where you're sorting out contracts well about two weeks after the season we're still training just nothing stressful and we had to go and ask like what's going on like so after training you got showered and changed not up to the canteen and he'd tell you when you can go he'd come down and say right you can go now see you tomorrow you wouldn't know a schedule and every day you're waiting for him to say right this is the end now. We'll see you at the end of next season. Next day. See you tomorrow. So one at last goes, I've got a holiday booked. So he calls him to office. He's like, right, you can, you can leave now. You've got a holiday booked. So everyone's on there trying to book holidays. <laughs> and um, it got to a point where he was like walking around everyone saying, do you want to sign with me? Do you want to stay with me? And everyone's a bit like, oh, I don't know what's going on. Like, yeah, my contract's up. It got to a point where there's, the captain had to go to the people and say, what's the legality here? And he was like, well, legally they have to give you five weeks. But he's asking and saying, all the extra days he gave you off in the season, does that count towards your time off? Trying to get you minimum, as little time off as possible. Yeah. So it was like gobsmacking. And then the day that he said we could go, it was like, everyone was like, I'm, I am not coming back here. Like, People who were in contract was like, what the fuck's going on here? Yeah. And it was just, this. I went to Brighton in the in the start of the next season after the St. Andrews run. <laughs> Surely the border getting wind. He's lost the changing room or something. Lost the plot. <laughs> the changing room. It, it was all sorts of stuff. Like, it, it, it was a thing in the changing room that if he called you to his office, it was a stare off. He would waited to see if you'd speak first. So there's often Steve Sidwell says a good one. He said, "I won the stare off," and I was like, "What do you mean?" I won? So I sat down and looked at him, and he was waiting for me to talk. Normally, got you want to see me, gaffer? He said, "I didn't." I sat there, and he just went, "Are oh, you free to leave?" And so I told him, "Didn't say anything." <laughs> so Steve said he's gone now. and went, "I won the stare off." Didn't I? <laughs> you like him, don't you? I know you do. 
who, who? Chris Eddy. <laughs> what are you like Felix? I think he's all right. <laughs> I'm going to see if we can get, uh, get you a job. <laughs> what was the crap with Bullard fighting? I've heard it somewhere else. Was it Baird? Yeah, so <laughs> they had a bit of a punch up on the pitch and um, Bulldog took his shoe off. No, it stood showing and ran after Birdie. We got stopped in that. And uh, I was I was with Tony Warner at Leicester. What what a guy Raji is. And um, he was telling me the story again. And he was like, I remember Jimmy coming up to me. Birdie had gone in the change room. We fought it all kind of time. He's gone, bonus. Right. So when we go in, I'm going to hit him. And then you drag me off so he can't get... <laughs> Bonus was like, hey, lads, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> he was like, I'm going to go tell him. <laughs> Jimmy's like, no, 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 don't tell him. Because <laughs> Betty's a bit of a loom bag. Like, like, I'll hit him and then you just stop him from getting. <laughs> but Tony's a bad man. He's like, I'm going to fucking tell him. I'm going to go and tell him now. Me and Tony at Leicester. You know, Mike Stowell, he's still at Leicester. Goalie coach. And there was Conrad Logan and a few others. One day it was... Not bored, but Tony turns to me and he's like, because we were staying in the same hotel, we spent a lot of time together. He turns to me and went, oh, do you cause a bit of mischief? I was like, oh yeah, oh yeah. So he's like, we're going to have a pretend fight and see what happens. So like, he went, I'm not going to tell you when it is, so you'd be surprised. I'm just going to grapple for ages. So, so Tony turned around to me in the big Scouse accent. Who you fucking talk to? I was like, who you talk to? Next me, he jumps on me. And I hit back on the floor. We're rolling round. He's like half biting my neck. So I'm giggling. Need giggling. So I've bit his ear. And we're rolling round. And Mike Styles going, oh, lads, what's going on? And he's shouting, you fucking cunt. Then he starts growling. <laughs> so I'm like, ah. <laughs> we're rolling round. So Nigel Pearson's in charge. He looks over and he's like, Stally, what's going on? Stally turned around gone. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. So everybody's looking. Like we've got like as gloves have got stuck in each other and that. We stood up and just burst out laughing. Nigel Pearson went, "You two cunts," like that. And Stanley went, "Are you trying to get me sacked?" <laughs> like that. It, it was like mad. And then, then a few weeks later, I don't know if this story ever came out, but it's going to come out now. Remember Joe Mack, yeah. Matty Fryer. Yeah. So for some reason, you know the polls in training. Joe Max just gone fuck off, like flung this pole, not thinking. He's gone over top and stuck in my Freya's leg. Mike's right, gone in. Mike's right, gone in. <laughs> I think he was out for, for a game. But I always remember it because I'm thinking, how's that story not come out? Took him down with a spear. So there's like rules about not, not player fighting, not chucking spears. <laughs> I, the most random, I mean, got promoted. Paul Dickoff was in that squad. We had some good old. Team in that squad. <laughs> Paul Did that on the finalist. No spear chucking. <laughs> was Brighton your happiest spell? Happiest time? Um, it's hard to say. Like, like if you look back, each individual feels happy at the time. But it's like I, I kind of felt happy at Fulham because of what I achieved. And then people said, "Did you achieve enough?" When you've got Max Watson, one of the best goalkeepers in the Premier League, I thought I did all right. But I managed to go out on loan and get promotions out on loan. So in terms of at a place where I was the main goalkeeper, yeah, because it was a tough three years 
to get to the promotion. So it was very humbling along the way. So it, I learned a lot about myself and football, if you know what I mean, by with Chris Uton. It was very, because he's such an intelligent man and a, a different way of coming across. It's, it's hard to ex explain. Um, ben Roberts was a big influence. Brought new ideas, a new style of goalkeeper coaching. He was very much, I know you're good at that, but we're going to work on this. Before it was like, you just did what, Max? what you did. <laughs> Whatever you set up, I'm doing. Shut the fuck up. Get around that corn. He was like, this is what I'm thinking. Look, look at this video. And I was like, oh. Trying to make you a better player. Yes. Not saying Fulham didn't, but it was very much aimed at the first team lads who were in every week. And you could... To be fair, I could, could have gone in media room and asked them to do something, but I weren't top of the list. That feel good when, once you got to Brighton that you were, you know, you're number one. Yeah, it, it, it was, was a weird, a different like, experience. Yeah, it was different because you, you go on loan and you was number one, but you go on loan because they needed a keeper and yeah. you, you were getting experience. Whereas at Brighton, it was like, right, there you go, you're main man, off you go. What did I say, actually? Did you get... Um... An England call up and have to drop out. For your yeah, wedding. to get married up here, up the road. <laughs> it was either buy a house or get married. So she got married for three and a half grand. It was a buffet up here on a Friday. <laughs> <laughs> the buffet. Yeah, we had a buffet, like a ceremony, and then a buffet after. <laughs> you tight bastard. Well, you, All family morning because there's no free bar. <laughs> <laughs> and you miss your England cap. Well, I went, I didn't get well, out. You would have been its squad. Yeah. I, I told him, I said, oh, she was trying to sort out. So he was trying to get a helicopter from England training to here and then back again. So I weren't even going to stay. You carry on, guys. I'm going back. <laughs> even and Capello, gonna... to be fair to him, he was like, it won't affect all. You go do it. Tell yeah, him. Yeah, getting Brun coming for consummate marriage before <laughs> Chopper sets off again. Come on, Fabio, you get in here. <laughs> Did it not affect you? Did he call you up again? Yeah, I was in for about a year and a bit. And uh, I remember a Sweden game friendly. He was like, everyone's going to get game time. I was like, oh my God, this is it. Family came down. 60 odd minute, Joe Hart was like looking over. So me and Scott Carson go warm up. Scott Carson ends up doing this run while I'm doing that run. Yeah, Scotty, come on. I was like, you fucking con. Oh. So if you'd have run that way first. I don't know. I don't know if he was going to, but I was the only one that didn't get on. Could have gone a half hour oh. apiece, couldn't it? Yeah. yeah. It was one of them where you, you never question it because I was like a nobody in that squad. What was it like though in that squad? Who, who would have been in it? Rooney, Terry, um, Ashley Cole, Welbeck, Darren Bent was in for a bit, uh, Stu Downing. You must have been fucking like just pinching yourself. Oh, you? yeah. I was worried I was going to forget some or like do something stupid, but it weren't. James Milner was in it. So I knew James from playing against him for school matches. And then next minute, like, do you want to play golf? I was like, yeah, yeah. There's Rod, one at physios. I was like, oh, come on, go in ours. I went, who do you normally play with? And he was like, oh, Wazza and, and so uh, John Terry. I was like, oh, mate, on the first tee, everyone came out. I was like, can I just throw my ball? He's like, all right. <laughs> I smashed a drive and it was a half three, I think. I was just fucking, <laughs> get it off. You know, when you're thinking, I can't, I've got a train with these tomorrow. <laughs> just fucking it, innit? Uh, <laughs> but in like the fibers, Wiser just got stocks. Just drop it at your feet. Like, what? 
So you're thinking, what the fuck? Dropped it at my feet, he just runs around me, squares it in top corner, he went, just keep doing it until someone closes you down. Seeing him play football, you understand how good he is. Like, he doesn't get the recognition at Man U, I don't think, what he should have. Unbelievable. And there's John Terry jumping in front of the shots with his face. And you're like, what the fuck? Have a day off, John. <laughs> like Tuesday morning, John. <laughs> the game's not till Saturday. <laughs> Can leave it at. I think it was the Sunday when we'd just been called up. I just was playing head tennis, he's jumping in, oh, stopping there. He was my, like, and then Bobby came, Bobby Zamora. So I felt a bit more comfortable because I knew Bob. You had somebody that. there. Yeah. Who you knew. But to be fair, you did get looked after. Like John Terry, the captain, would always come up to you and he'd tell you the rules and where to go, what to do. And I remember, like, and it was like defenders meeting here. So I went due for dinner, came to dinner, and Ray Clemens came, stop, stop. You're meant to be in the defenders meeting. I know it doesn't say it. I know it's first. Capello was like, oh, please. He knew more English than you. you yeah. And he spoke and said, look, I know it's your first time. Please be in the meeting and that. Very polite. And I was thinking, oh my God. You've missed your first meeting? Yeah. First meeting, England squad, thinking, oh my God. And then he was like, John Terry was like, can't wear flip-flops around, around the gaffer. Like, Did you waved. have flip-flops on? No, he was telling me. Right. I didn't own a pair of fucking flip-flops then. Right. I, I, I think I had my shoes on, ready for for the suit. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was mad because we were getting, like, the suits made up and that for the for the trips. And I was like, we get a suit? Like, and it has the England badge on it. I've still got it. And it's one of them. And then my mum's going, she works at a cloth place in Leeds. And she's going, that's cloth that we've done. I was like, what? She's like... They haven't fitted it too well on you. I was <laughs> like, it's an England suit. Be quiet. She's like, I'm going to check with the cloth makers. She actually did a full thing on where the cloth came from and that, and it came through her factory. Yeah. I was like, give it a rest. You're like John Terry on a Tuesday afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> but it's mad. The things that them players who know that they're going to be in, I say no. But at that point, I, I was very much like, because I was on loan at Ipswich, while I was getting the call-ups. So I was going to the national call-up and Ipswich didn't have a game because I was away. So it was so weird that I was championship goalkeeper and then going away with England. I remember I was driving the first one and uh, it, I think it was about three o'clock driving home from training. And uh, the announcement was at three and it was 20 to, and I'm driving up. And I remember the road A127 in, in London. And I'm at these traffic lights and my phone goes. And you know when you're not concentrating because you're concentrating? And it was a number that I didn't recognise. I thought, oh, fucking hell. And it was a big long list. And you know when you're thinking? And then this geese goes, beep me, you know, because he's gone to green. <laughs> Just beat back. It's like, yeah, like punching the thing. <laughs> like, by the time I'd got home, my missus was just cooking away. Kids were there. You know when you burst in, I'm like, and she was like, what's happened? I was like, what's happened? Have you not got TV on? She went, kids are watching Peppa Pig. <laughs> I was like, I'm in the England squad. She went, we'll put TV on then. Said, That's not, what do you want to see from the TV? And then, you know, it sinks in. She's like, you're in the England squad. No, you're not. Put the TV on. She, she actually won't see it in black and white. She thought I was joking. I think I packed my bag that night and I went going for three weeks. <laughs> Where the fuck's my passport? Is it in there? <laughs> Did that, did that affect your contract? Did, did you ever have it in your contract? I don't, I, 
No, these premiership contracts where they, you, get, you, you get a bonus or whatever. I think there was a bonus in one that Mark Hughes gave me and it was quite a hefty sum mm. if I got a cap. So I should have really used that as a bit of a bribe, shouldn't I? Yeah. I think I'd have gone into Fabio and said, look, mm. Fabio, I fucking need a cap, pal. What's the exchange rate at the minute? <laughs> <laughs> what we're looking at here? There's a drink in it for you, Fabio. Here's Megan, there's a drink in it for you. What's your favourite red? <laughs> <laughs> My missus can do a mean carbonara as well, kid. <laughs> Don't you underestimate that. Quick breaking play, we don't do many, but when we do, it's a worthwhile message. No VPN. Excellent service. I tell you what, no VPN sorted me out this week because me uh, Sky went down. What? Oh. Sky went down. They were through to quarterfinals of Australian Lego Masters. Oh, no. I was pulling me, well, if I had it, I'd be pulling it out. <laughs> Damn. Got on the laptop, bounced, bounced my location over, started watching it from Australia. I think yes, it's, I one of the, it's one of them, isn't it? That, that Lego Masters, like, I've only seen a couple of things, but it's addictive, isn't it? Oh, is So, it? like... You, if you quarterfinals, you're thinking I need to watch the semi sharpish. Are Terry and June going to get through? That's a question. They've got a, they've got a big norm to build. They are on the clock. Was it worth bouncing your location? Oh, in was Australia? it? Was it? I'm looking forward to the semi finals next week. Can you and still be- get a better rate on Netflix? You can. Mexican ne- Netflix yeah, is yeah. cheaper, isn't it? Oh, Ariba, Ariba. <laughs> 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 well, those who don't know what NordVPN is, you can bounce your location and watch them shows in different countries. You, so you can also, like Chris said, you can get cheaper rates on your Netflix, etc. And military style. Military style. That's the first time I've been able to get Security it in. Security for all your passwords, your bank details, all that information that you don't want people getting their rubby little hands on. Cut the chase, Chrissy. What's what is the offer? offer? Oh, we've got an offer. The link's the, in the description. This is up there the best offers we yeah. give, yeah, by the way. Yeah. The link's in the description. Four months free. Yes, you heard me right. Four months free. Shake those heads in disbelief. I can't catch me breath. And a 30-day money-back guarantee. Say no more. Like, what we cannot do anymore. That was just the emoji, wasn't it? Hands in the air. Hands in the air. Phil, Enough said. Your boots. Link's in the description. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. We <laughs> finally got the promotion. What was the crack? Were you leaving at Brighton? Yeah. Well, my eldest daughter, she was doing GCSEs, and they only offered me a year. And there was, there was reasons behind it. I spoke to the chairman, and I was like, "Look." And then just before I was gone all day, Birmingham came in with a free year, and I was like, <sighs> "So I went, came back into Brighton, and spoke. I did." coffee with the Chris Uton and that spoke to him and the chairman I said look this is my reasons he was like look we were going to bring another keeper in as well but you were going to have the start if that had helped I said no longevity and if I have to move next year and uproot up north then we've got no home life and then imagine uh, moving it middle of GCSEs it's going to be so that was the reason behind it and obviously people are always like not want it's money and it, it, it won't because it was practically the same. 
So for three years, I was thinking I've got a bit of stability, though. stability, family, and yeah. I know where I'm going. But in hindsight, I was this dong fella at Birmingham. <laughs> oh, right. He was the CEO. Right. Who was a bit of a face for the owner. But after doing, after getting exercise and that, I did a bit of research and he'd, he'd only done like coaching things in China and a few other things. So it was very weird. So the, there's lots of stories. And one of the first things was when we first signed, it was Chinese New Year, came in and there was iPads and iPhones. I'm thinking, hello. So he said, oh, Chinese New Year, it's a happy new year from us. You get a phone or an iPad. All right, I'll have, I'll have one of them. So the month comes at end. And on your wage slip, it was the full price of the phone in benefiting kind. <laughs> Did he charge you for it? Lousy bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Lousy. But another thing was, though, there was lads that didn't get it because they weren't in. Still had it on the piss. <laughs> we still charge the lads. There was one lad called Nicholas Brock Masden, and he was chasing up this phone and saying, I've been charged 700 and quid for a phone that I didn't even get. So it was on your benefiting kind sheet. <laughs> So it was things like that. And um, did he join in with training and stuff? He never did when I was there. Right. Um, but he used to often come out in, in tracksuit and boots and that. And you think, all right. Like he's, his office overlooked the training ground, that kind of thing. He'd often come out and it, very much involved. And it wasn't till, till the back end when I got ostracized that I started seeing more and more like things like just where you think something's not right here. Like the fact that we got ostracized and it, w I was with the under 18s. Like it weren't. What, was, what happened building up to that? So Gary Monk came in and we was in a bit of a relegation scrap. I, I played, did quite well against Fulham last game of the season. We beat them, stopped them from getting automatic and we stayed up. So it was a bit of a party, everyone was happy. Went away, we went on a holiday and it was Rob Green. <laughs> Rob Green texted me and was like, are you leaving? I was like, no. Nah. Oh, they've asked me if I want to come and be number one. So straight away, I've, I've texted the goalie coach, said, what's going on here? Is there something you want to tell me? Gaffer's going to ring you. Rings me. Are you on holiday? I was like, yeah, yeah. Right, come see me when you're back. All right. So you know what's going on. You've so got two yeah. years left here. Two years. Yeah. Gone into the training ground. He's, he's in. To be fair, the conversation was like this. Like He was very much like, look, you're not my, my signing, you're not what I want. Um, so you're not in my plans. It's like, okay, am I going to get back into him? No, I'm looking for someone else. It happens. And I thought, oh, he's told me to my face. I said, so well, I'll just train and I'll try to get back in and I'll, I'll prove to you that. He's like, no, no, I'm, I'm going to bring the 23s close to the first team. So you're going to be with the 18s. It's like, so I'm out. He's like, yeah, out. I was like, What's it all about? He said, oh, you're just, just not in my plans. But after a few years, I kind of found out that it might have been because his agent and my agent had a massive falling out. So that's the only connection I can make that, that makes sense. Yeah. That they thought, right, fuck you, we'll have him out. And said, oh, you can leave, speak to the CEO, you can, you can leave. So I spoke to the CEO and he was like, yeah, you, you can leave. We're just waiting if there's any offers. So I'm training with under 18s and at this point, the security guard I knew. And I was like, what do you keep writing down when I come in? He was like, oh, I've got to write down times that you come in and leave. I was like, why is there a time that I have to be in? He said, oh yeah, by eight o'clock. So like, it, it became like a thing where it weren't just, 
know when you, you got that feeling where it was like, this ain't just uniting my plans, there's something, yeah. something not right here. So after a bit, like at that point, leads came in for me. And I think I've still got the messages. They offered half my wages on the loan. If they got promoted, they'd buy me for a set amount. And they said no. And whether that was Gary Monk, because obviously he'd got a bit of history with Leeds. Yeah. Um, and didn't want me to go there. They said no. So I've gone in and said, they're offering half my wage. Like, I don't think there's anyone going to be able to make, and it's my hometown club. But it, it went on like that. So it was a bit like, <clears> I was getting angrier and that. And it's like, oh, well, and my, my agent was like, maybe kick up a fuss. And I was like, I've never done that. Even. Never forced a move. But the original, right, you're not in my plans. Did you ever say, right, I tell you what, give me some money and I'll fuck off? No, I'm, I'm very much like, will I last longer than you? Right. In my head. So it got a bit like, he's like, well, well why don't you just leave then? It was Dong Ren. I was like, but I've got a contract. I've got, I've got mouths to feed. Like, he's like, but if you don't like it that much, just rip up your contract. It's like, why, why would I do that? Like, you can call me greedy all you want, but there's a point that I've signed here for a reason and it's this manager don't want me unless it's the club don't want me he's like he don't want you so you might as well just go it's like well let me leave and he's like oh no the finances weren't weren't right we wanted a bit more I said I'm telling you now you're not going to get any more so it stops nothing happens stays there I went alright and I'll just have to stay with under 18s all for two years and he was like <laughs> I still remember this day. He was like, all right, we'll just sit you there and ruin your career then. Did that? That's yeah. what you said? And you're oh, what age are you? 33-ish? 33. So I was thinking, you know when you go into stubborn mode? Right, we'll, we'll see. And this is the CEO. And this is the thing that I've never spoke about this. And people have asked me, like, are you going to speak about it? I said, these bits are, are like detrimental. This is my way of saying to the fans... To be fair, they left me alone because they kind of found out that the club were a bit not right. And uh, they've left me alone because they gave me loads of stick, like, you just take your money for nothing. And I, I kept my mouth shut all the way through, never bad-mouthed anyone. But it was one of them where you think to yourself, you're not going to just rip up a contract. And if you said that to you, you're either trying to get me to punch you in the face. Yeah. or So it was one of them where, I, so I just carried on getting in. 7.59 soon as it finished like I was even on the they put me on the drugs awareness thing for the 23s even though I was with the 18s so one day me and Thomas Kuzak was in that group and one day they was like oh you weren't in for your drug test I was like we were in with the 18s no yesterday it's like the 18s were off yesterday we were on their schedule while they were looking for you so we had to write down and say an email to the to the FA that they'd put us on the wrong thing and that we're, we're not with the 23s with the under 18s so they're even trying to get you missing drug tests we don't know if that was the case or it was a, a genuine mistake but it's things that lead up to that you know where you think something's not right here like this, I found out that they went through my social media Twitter you know when all the Andre Gray stuff went historic tweets went through till 2015 see if they could find me and and obviously there was nothing because I'm not like that and and then you know when you're just thinking to yourself so it got to a point where so we were in a different change room we weren't allowed to go in where the first team come in we had to come in through the academy so 
there was about six, seven people started leaving on free transfers or whatever to get them out. The the w- women's team and the under 18s all we all shared a physio room. So at the time we we had good fun. Like um, Ellen White was at Birmingham at the time, so it was a good insight there. And Jude Bellingham was in in the under 18s. He lived me, near me. I used to give him lifts in. So it was good in that way. And you become a, more of a mentor, but you you obviously lose any sort of training that you're doing. So on the flip side of higher you go, the sharper and that when you were the under 18s, the young pups just learning the trade, it just gets slower and... A bit slower, because the, the coaches at the under 18s were brilliant with us. It was Steve Spooner. He was he was brilliant. He was like, look lads, I understand your situation. <laughs> he basically said, please don't ruin our sessions. I know you're angry. So we all just said, look, you look after us and we'll help you out if you... So he used us in, their, in the shape. So we won't do too much. He said, lads, what do you need? to keep yourself fit just in case you have to go in the shape when we're doing it for games will you be the opposition so me and Tom Scoos I'm like yeah me and him are the centre back boshing people <laughs> <laughs> but it, it was it was that thing where you 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 were trying to help and be a good person and but then they looked after you in terms of they weren't making you run around the field all, all session like we had a goalie coach, I was working with him and the young keepers. So hopefully the young keepers there would have learned something from us. So it, it was about being professional, but not not doing anything that could get you a fine, mm. sacked. You know, everything was scrutinised. And to a point where I'll say now that I was probably at one of my lowest points because for the first three or four months, you're still thinking, oh, I'm going to have a chance here. Like they're going to call you back over. So a keeper's going to get injured or something and you'll, you'll come back. And got to about six months where I realised and then I hit a dip. And in that dip, Wickham had rung and said, we need a loan keeper. We, can we have stocks for six weeks? Our keeper's out. So they obviously agreed a weekly fee. And I went there. Well, I loved it. And that was my first dealing with Gareth Ainsworth. And that was like, we've heard a lot about you from previous things and said you're a good lad like don't know what's happened there but we took advantage we were not paying a lot for you so I played the first game we won going into Akron and Stanley away but I only got man at match I was on fire like <laughs> like you know one of them where you're thinking football's great like you've gone from drinking at night on your own to playing again and I just wanted more of it and then the directors come up to the manager after the game the manager's come in and said like look guys Birmingham have called stocks back. So my first thought was, they've realised, like... <laughs> they, saw, they saw that man at match. <laughs> <laughs> they always do in the end. <laughs> but wh- how it turned out in the end is they didn't want to see me doing well when they weren't and said that Wickham weren't paying enough. And Wickham went, we agreed six weeks. It's like, no, it's not enough money. So you know, like, from a financial point of view as well, that's like suicide, isn't it? So you could have, they could have got half the money at Leeds. Leeds. You go there, you do well for two months. They take your contract over, possibly. Possibly, yeah. Or if they get promoted, they pay Buying a you. fee for me. Already agreed. Did you stay monk? You know what yeah. you're saying? It, so it mustn't have just been him then if when he's gone, no. the club have still... No, so there's, there's more to it. I'm getting to that one. We could do about four hours here on this. I'll shorten it down. I'd done a loan at Coventry. And they charged Coventry 
an astronomical amount. But Coventry were desperate. And I knew Mark Robbins from my loans went in two clean sheets, two games, straight back. And I went to South End and did the same there with Chris Powell. And um, it was very much like that. Gary Mooks gets sacked a day before pre-season. You're back with first team next day. Well, there's a photo somewhere. And I turn up, I look like a homeless man, I got a full beard. Like, just like I'd not done out thinking I'm not doing out, not going anywhere, no one's going to touch me. I'm <laughs> doing the first pre-season thing with a full beard. <laughs> and I don't look good with a ginger beard. <laughs> Did you have a good summer as well, I tell you? It, it was like, yeah. Well, I, I thought, well, I'm not doing out. They said you back with under 18s, not. And who's the manager here now? Pep Clotet. So he was like one of Gary Monk's assistants. All oh, right. That stayed on. So... We had a chat and he was like, yep, you're back in the fold, you got to do it. I was like, right, okay, did well. And I was like, you got a chance here. He brought me in, he said, oh, I'm going to start camp. He was like, all right, if if you're going to take him out, am I going to get a chance? He said, you're number two now. Like, gets to a point where camp, he's had a couple of, not bad games, but we're conceding a few. You know, as a goalie, you're thinking, oh, I might have a change to him. So I've gone in and said, look, I'm, is it still on that? I might have a chance. And this is, I think, the Thursday, because you've been swapping it round mm. and dropping a few in. So I've been in set players. He's like, oh, I've just spoke to the CEO. He said, I'm, I'm, you're not eligible to play uh, and you can leave. This isn't, I was like, are you, what? So I've just done all the pre-season and sat on, on the bench, like for seven or eight games, whatever. Waiting for your chance. Yeah. So The same CEO. Yeah. Yeah. So I've like literally gone straight out of there, straight into his. He's like, yeah, we just uh, we just decided that uh, it's time for you to try and move on. I said, we've tried a year of that. Like, and it didn't work out. I've trained all pre-season, shut my mouth. and even said nothing. Where's this come from? Oh, I just decided. But before that, so leading up to the end of the season, before Gary Munt got sacked, I took it to the PFA and said, I shouldn't really be training with the under-18s. It's not really... If I go into a tackle with an under-18s, it's not... I, I, it shouldn't be happening. The PFA agreed, but there was a sequence what you had to do. So the first meeting, you had to sit with a director of Birmingham. So Richie Humphreys came in with me. Mm. And we went in and we were talking to Dong and they had HR there, club secretary, my agent, Richie Humphreys. And he just went off on a tangent. I was like, well, I could have gone on loan to Lincoln and you didn't let that happen. He's like, why don't you just leave the club? Why don't you just leave the club? You're sucking it dry. I said, but you gave him the contract and I played for a year. What's changed? He's like, oh, the things I've been told. And he, I was like, go on then, what, what, what have I been told? And he's like, oh, you were, you were fighting. I was like, there was three fights that week. And it was only because I got injured. I got a two week fine and... But then I came back and played anyway. So the second one, I sat with another director, Richie Humphreys in it again. It was a different director. This is what happened in the meeting. So me and Richie was there, the director. He said, have you got, Richie, Richie went, I'll talk. He said, have you got the document that we sent PFA, FA? Took his pen out of this pen holder. Yep. Anything to say? He went, no. Nope. He's like, so is there going to be any change? He went, no. Nope. So Richie went, oh, that's meeting done then, isn't it? So he's like, yep, put his pen back in his older, sure thing, swapped out. Richie went, I can't, that's embarrassing. I can't even, can't even describe what, there's no, like, trying to, to be had. So the third and final meeting was Birmingham, 
me, Richie have to go to the headquarters. In that time, Gary Monk had been sacked and then obviously I got brought back into the squad. So as soon as I got back brought into the squad, it got quashed. You're back in the squad. FA went, oh, it's dealt with. I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm, at least I'm on the bench. And uh, the young lad played on the Saturday. So he was changing the team and didn't want me to play. So do you think they were just ticking a box? Bringing you back and putting you in the first team were just ticking a box for the Only, PFA? Would it all have to start with the three processes and then have to start again? Yeah. So you don't have to be an idiot to try and figure that one out. So they have like royally fucked you, don't they? Yeah. So it got to a point where, so I had a box that season. <laughs> it was right next to the chairman's box, right? So so we're playing Leeds and obviously my, my family are Leeds fans. So I said, come down for the game. The fans in front of our box obviously knew it was my box and we'd gotten well and spoke to them. You know, when you have pictures and what's going on, you're like, oh, I don't know. Like trying to be diplomatic, like, about, diplomatic about the whole <clears throat> club situation. Obviously there's still people going, you're fucking taking money out of my club. And I'm like, what? Yeah, I understand what you're saying. No, fuck off. And you're like, it's their club. I understand it. I understand. But you can't tell the full story. Like, yeah. I've been shafted here. I've tried to move on and say, look, I don't want to, this club can pay half my wages. It's half the wages off. This is when they're going through financial fair play as well. So it's not like I'm just taking money for nothing. Mm. I've actually actively tried to get out because the Burnham fans were to be all right. But at this point, they just thought it was me. He must be a bad egg because of the things that we're putting out. Like, there was a young kid that was um, had something wrong with him called Tommy and me and Jude went to see him like just to play FIFA with him just a young kid he'd gone through a heart scare and a week later because I'd gone they sent another two lads around in Birmingham to put it on their social media their players they didn't want to see that I was doing what had you done that off your own back yeah me and Jude so I just on Twitter <coughs> I said oh I'll tell you what we'll come see you then I might bring Jude with me because I was back and forth with him for training. I said, come on, Jude, we're going there. Played FIFA. His dad put photos on his thing. Thanks, boys, for coming. Yeah. Because we'd done that, they sent two players the next week with a club shirt and all this lot and did a photo and put it on. It's like, the club have gone to see him. And these are the little things that <clears throat> crop up when you're thinking, hang on a minute, like, there's definitely an agenda here. And I, I tried to do Jeff Horsfield. I, I did some things with his foundation. And like, Jeff was like, they won't even post it for us, but we're, we're connected to the club. So they wouldn't even like do that. So it was like things where I'm trying to still do things professionally as representing the club. Positive things for the community. Yeah. Even though you're, a, you're because I believe being ostracized by the club. Just because I've been ostracized by a club or whatever, I'm still technically employed by these fans and these people that are in need and things like that. So you're trying to do things like you should do a model citizen, but these are the things that the fans maybe haven't seen. So yeah. it's one of them where it just got to a point where it was like, I remember saying to the lads and it was always funny because I'd always go into the lads, even though I was, weren't involved, good luck lads, come on, you can do it. And all the lads were like, I don't know how you've done it, stop. And it got to one point like after uh, David Davis said to me after one game, he was like, you do know you're never playing for this club again, don't you? I was like, oh, what do you mean? It's like, I, I just know. And it wasn't until after all this happened, you look back on it and go, fuck it, how have I not seen that? Are yeah. you just fucking stupid or what? But then it got to a point <clears> where <throat> I just said, look, lads, I'm going to have to be a bit of a cunt to try and get out somewhere. You, I'm not like that. I'm not built to be a cunt, but you've got an agenda against me, so I'm going to go for you, not the club. 
not the lads because they're just trying to do the job they've not not been horrible to me they always come and have a chat at one time Harley Dean came up to me and said I'm sorry mate I, I felt like I didn't deal with that situation as club captain right like obviously you'd been put aside and we felt like that not we haven't been told not to talk to you but it felt like that so although we spoke to him it felt like we'd, we'd left you out and that so I was like, I know, I appreciate that, but you've got to look after yourself mm. in football. Like, imagine if you get seen talking to us or laughing and joking, it could be you. Like, I understand that. So when people inside the club recognise what's happening to certain people, that's when you think something's not right here. It's very much like, what do you do? I, I can't go on Twitter and say something because it could be a fine or you putting everything at jeopardy. But when you just want to say to the fans, it's not me. Yeah. Like you've got a geezer who's, who might be telling your manager what team to play. And if they don't, it's like, I didn't tell you to play that team. Comments like that, you know? Yeah. And when you try and, and then slowly but surely, you might not have kept up with it, but Birmingham have been, might be getting taken over. They did that big um, thing outside the ground, get them out, you know, with the owners. And I think they're starting to see now he, he left did that CEO and it's like one of them things where you say if I'm a bad egg I shouldn't be in football but I've done 20 years you've only been in three years as a CEO and yeah. there's all these things coming out about you so it's one of them where you let it go let it go obviously because I know Parky and that it was one of these times where I could come on and speak openly and honest like this ain't to jeopardise Birmingham City as a club or to say I told you so this is my way of saying this is what happened guys it, it weren't yeah I might not have played well but it weren't me. I was actively trying to sort out to get out because they didn't want me. They wouldn't let me. So this is a Christmas. I've gone in and he was like, I think he was trying to sign Marcus Madison from Peterborough. I spoke to Darren McAnthony and he was like, we'll take you in in return in part of the deal and blah, 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 blah. So he was getting on. He was like, it's just not happening. Like it, it, Marcus ain't going there. They won't let us have you. Don't know what's going on. So I went and seen him. I was like, what is going on? He said, I need I need four grand of your wages paid for if you go anywhere. I was like, well, you're not going to get that. Peterborough were only going to pay two and you were happy to do that if you got a player for it. So it was going back and forth and Wickham rang was like, we're looking for a keeper. What do you reckon? We've only got 600 quid though. <laughs> <laughs> so he was like, do you think you could go speak to him? So I went in and I said, look, there's nobody else. Peterborough have gone. But often this, he was like, no way. I was like, right, so you tell me now, if I find a club, they'll pay something for six months. What's the what's the money? And he's like, writing stuff down. And he just went, two grand. It's like, well, they got 600. And he was like, laughing. I was like, but it's better than paying me all my wages. Mm. Like, if I'm such a bad person, I'm out of here. You won't see me again because I'm going to end the season. He was like, no. So I ended up paying the rest out of my wages to go and play for Wickham and not a lot of people know that and it is what it is but the point was that's where it got to like he what it was is he wanted a one-upmanship ha <laughs> got some more, got mm. some of his wages I was like okay take it out of my wages not bothered let me go so basically you deferred 1400 quid a week of your wages to go to play for Wickham to play for Wickham and I didn't play <laughs> we got to Wembley didn't play and that's another story. When I, when we got to end of the season, my loan was technically up. So they said, oh, we want him for playoffs. I signed away 
two months money so my last month and my severance pay to be able to be involved with Wickham in that because he said if you don't you can't you can't play playoffs because yeah, your loan's ended we're not paying you after that so th and they wouldn't extend the loan unless I signed away those two months fucking hell you're fucking and paying your cent love aren't you you're practically playing yourself. So if you sat down at a table and said, oh, we want to extend the loan, and then, right, there are the, these are the terms for you to play. Yeah, so... Carry on playing. At that point, <clears throat> I'd not got in the team. I'd gone to Wickham to get out. Gareth Ainsworth, because he knew that I was a good lad and what I'd done for him before, he was like giving me a chance to get me out. I said, I'll, I'll pay to come. He's like, I can't guarantee you're going to play. I said, just, it's one of them where if I don't, I think it could have been quite easily I'd stopped playing football. I I'd lost all faith in football like not saying that I was brilliant or that I'd done well for Birmingham but the whole fact was like coming to an end you know when you feel drained yeah. and I was like fans are hating me and I've just tried to play football mm. because at the end of the day even if you're not playing your best they can say shit but if you're trying you're trying you know yeah. like but they weren't even trying to get rid of me either at times. So I paid away to get out. I say get out because it's a great football club. That's why I went and signed. But things happening behind the scenes that people don't know, then it's, it, it is what it is. So I don't think I'd have played football. if I, And that's what I say about Wickham. They kind of saved my career. And then we, we won the playoff final that year. So it was like all worthwhile. And when you come like to the lights of Wickham when you got Gareth Ainsworth and we listen to rock music, <laughs> like it's fucking brilliant. You know what I mean? And he's shouting, woo, in the chair. <laughs> I can see him as a woo. Yeah. Oh, he is. Like that's the first thing you know the gaffer's in because you lay him at the top of the stairs shouting, woo. <laughs> and and he come down and you don't know if he's going to train in boots or crocodile boots, you know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> but he's, he's fucking brilliant. He brings you love back from football. And I went... I weren't playing at Wickham, but I was just happy to be there. I took something like 90% wage cut to stay there. Lifted the weight. Totally. And then that's when I said, you know what? You have to enjoy football. Yeah. Like, if you're not enjoying your football, you're not, you're not playing football. You're not. And that's where the mental side of it comes in. I was lucky that I had people around me that could, could see it and was like, right, we'll give him some space. Go and get pissed on your own in a fucking dark room, which I was doing often. And people are like, Oh, but you got you got money. You're like, whoa. But I'm sat in a fucking little room mm. on my own drinking from a bottle. Not because I'm an alcoholic, just because it was like nobody's like judging me. You don't take your phone in, there's no Twitter, there's no this. And I've learned now. Like I can I can embrace it like like after Saturday, we got beat by Barnsley. I weren't gonna mention it. But, I, but I'm open and honest to say we weren't good enough Barnsley won well done but you, you look on Twitter and I do and if you can't look at the bad shit you can't look when you play well mm. because it, you end up so I look and I go alright okay take that okay. on board and it humbled me Birmingham people say do you regret and I said no although mm. it helped me set up my family because it was a good move it humbled me I met Jude Bellingham I met a lot of great people Still mates with Jude now. Still speak with Harley Dean. Those lads who who were in there. Was well, the worst thing is that you you went 
you know, the, the same deal that you went to Birmingham. You went there with the right intentions that weren't money driven, like that you wanted. Yeah, but people stability don't for your kids, and then yeah. next thing for the next few years, or the first thing you want to do is get get the hell out of the place. Yeah, but when it comes to a point, my my dad always say, you stick your head down and you work. So you're trying to work, going through it, doing the right things. You don't change the way. If someone wants to be that way. You're a better person. You have to show that you're a better person. Do the right things. So it's one of them where I'm very much like trying to do the right thing. But on the other side of the door, there's drinks and late nights thinking, what, how the fuck have I gone from maybe playing in the Premier League to, to nothing? Like thinking, ah, I'll have to call it a day after this. A few people asked about Jenkinson and Cohen Bramall. It wasn't Jenkinson, it was Cohen. Um, so... <laughs> It was, it was this scar here, a, a big thing in my arm. So it was just after Harry Redknapp got sacked and we weren't playing well. So everyone was on a bit like, and Lee Carsley had taken over a bit and doing shooting practice. And I was just, I was stood on the outside, weren't even involved. And Cohen's shooting and it weren't going very well. So I'm trying to lighten the mood off. Oh, fucking hell, lads. This ain't going to get any better. Come on, we need to do this way. Well, he's running round after missing a shot. I was like, oh, for fuck's sake, not another one. Like, we're going to have to fetch all these balls in. And he's went, suck your mum. Eventually he said, I've not said it to you, but i just seen red. So what happened was, we didn't actually have a fight. Like, grabbing, pulling. Some physios came round and, and went at sports scientists. And you know when you say, get off, like, I've actually gone, get off to the sports scientists. Because he's got a massive head. <laughs> as Andy Johnson <laughs> who used to be the sports scientist he's at Shrewsbury now he's got a massive chin I've hit the chin and it's broke my arm like flopping but at this time adrenaline's going never fought you just thought ah so they, they just grabbed me nothing comes of it so no actual punch was thrown or a fight everything's fine so I've sat there I was like, oh. my arm's flopping down and I went like, took my glove off and just heard crunch. And it, oh, for fuck's sake, lads, I've broke my arm. <laughs> the physio went, for fuck's sake, dogs, you don't know when to just be serious, do you? <laughs> I was like, no. I went, I think I've broke my arm. He went, you're just a piss there, can't you? I was like, no, I think I've broke my arm. He went, right. point at me then. I went like that. <laughs> He's sunk <Not> down. <laughs> so I've gone inside. Cohen's coming. I'm really sorry. I didn't hit me. I was like, look. We didn't fight. We didn't, no punch was thrown. It, yeah. So it, it happens, mate. It happens all the time. You you both know it, it happens a bit. Of, it just so happened that I'd fucking cracked you my, your arm on a chin. Broke my arm and it had... Mate, you must have some chin, by the way. Oh. <laughs> fucking so hell. I, I've just like fingered and it, it must have just caught it. Right, and it's caught him right there. He was like, fucking hell. He had a bit of a like lump on his chin. So I must be really strong. Oh, he's got a Popeye chin. <laughs> um so this is the first time I've actually spoke about that but Colin didn't it was literally a scuffle where you where we're grabbing each other and it was all alright afterwards yeah it weren't even it was one of them you see red I see red but then the, the rumours get blown out of proportion yeah it wasn't like we were fighting over thing it was literally just a training ground bust up but it was yeah. worse that happened it was just because I got injured if I had got injured it would just been fucking idiots what yeah. you're doing yeah, yeah, yeah. Just so happened that I ate someone with a massive chin. <laughs> <laughs> so Wickham, you've just found your love for it again. Yeah, I went out last year, got 18 clean sheets, got to play a final. It's crazy how 
football can turn around if you have that little bit of belief or somebody who wants you to do well and that's what that was Wickham they want the best for the players your best interests are he's Gareth right? Ainsworth he's a man manager is that mm. gonna say, does that come from Gaz or does that come from the top or well we got new owners when, when I came in and two Americans but they get it they get it he's very much like I'll give you all the tools you need guys cowboy boots for Gareth couple of steps I think, I think he's still got his old one I think just as I was leaving he, he had a new pair I think that's what fucked it <laughs> <laughs> he needs that he needs his old snakes snakes back but they're Americans from Louisiana they're crazy like him like, like and people ask all, all the time about our team spirit you can't describe it once you're in you're in so a new signing comes in and goes what the fuck like we're all hugging each other on the morning like very close we'll all eat together we'll all do this together we'll, we'll all go out for a drink and, and it's a full full squad and like it was me and Akifem with it might train only a few days a week I was travelling from Leeds last year he was doing his commercial stuff we're older not one lad complained if you come if you have your days off and, and you perform for us on a Saturday we know you're not a bad person you know you're not taking the piss because when you train fucking on it doing it right but we we have general, so Gareth was like, there's five lads down there. If something's that bad that it comes to me, you're all fucked. So you sort it out yourself. So he was literally, if anything happened, one of us, we had that many in the five or six of us. There were the generals. characters, yeah. Who's in, in the regiment? Who's in the general's regiment? Well, there's like, we put Akifemwa, but I think he was more like, him and Blooms were like, majors. <laughs> you know I mean? like the, but there's like Dominic Gape George Jacobson McCleary um, McCarthy myself you know it was very much like they're the people that you it go give to you that if you responsibility a as a squad we was always very much you share a problem between us because we know it's not going to get out of these gates mm. so if you you need to tell us now if there's a problem and we will sort it or do our best to try and sort it whatever it is and we would. Think, sorry, mate. The, do you think your experience at Birmingham, how much of a benefit that that was to individuals? Like, how much of a benefit that would have been for you? And that's why I say my, I don't regret my time at Birmingham yeah. because I learned so much about myself, about how people can feel in a... You know, because normally I've never been on that side, but I've seen it happen. So now I know what it's like on that side, what it's like not to be playing, what it's not like to be involved, or you don't feel like you're involved in something. Do you think that's a reason why Gaz has never left Wickham? Because to build a team with that team spirit, you need plenty of time. Yeah, time. I mean, what's it been this? Eight, seven years, eight years? I think it's more like 10. So, it, so do you think that's the reason why he's never chose Leeds? I'm sure he's had opportunities. Uh, I think he's had opportunities. Um, I think owners that understand him, understand the Wickham way. And like you say, it's taken him a long time. Because like he said, it wasn't until a few years ago they got to be High League One Championship. It was always down there. Their recruitment and how they recruit is a massive key. Because they go on about how they wear they play football. It works. Like, if I did a thousand passes and won, that way football works. It, you just like it more. Mm. If I can kick it to Sam Box and he heads it in. But we knew what we were. They recruited well and we also played some good stuff but we just never 
got seen as that because we knew how to play our game well. We had Akin Fenwer who tried to get the ball off him. So that's what Wickham was. And Gareth had that time. He's got good people working behind him. Special one, really, isn't it? Wickham. Special, <clears throat> yeah. special club. He's a very special club and it'll always be. And Gareth and the people there. And that's how hard it was when I left. And when I spoke to him about it, he said, you always wanted to go back up home. That was a big reason. And look at the size of the club that you're going to. And for Wickham to say that we've helped you along that journey and they want one of our players, it just says a lot for our club. Fair and player, that's man. his phone call to me. And he says, you'll always be welcome here and we can't wait to see you. And to be able to go, you know, when you're on a phone call and you're thinking, he's done so much for me and I, I don't want to feel like I'm fucking it off or saying... He was literally like, I want to keep you, but I understand. You, you've got to do it. Go do it. Do well. He said, I, I hope we win league and you come second. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fair play. Hey, happy. Big club, isn't it? Wednesday. Massive. Massive. Like, the away following. It's brilliant. And the thing that I, I like is that pressure. People go, oh, there's a lot of pressure here. Like, when I signed them, I was like, I needed people that have been there. They've had to deal with pressure. Because they believe they shouldn't have this club in League One. Obviously, leagues don't care what how big your club is. It's how you play. So the pressure of we need to get out of this league. All right, no worries. Cool. My first thing when I went in, I was like, can you imagine this being full and we're lifting the trophy and at season? And secretary was like, I like you already. I was like, oh, no, no. don't get ahead of yourself. Well, it'd be really good, won't it? And he was like, well, that's the aim. And I think that's where I'm at. Like, I'm all right. If they want, if everyone wants to blame me and take it off the young lads, no worries. Because I'm big enough and because we've got some special players that will go on to do better than League One, hopefully with Chef Wednesday. But I don't like the fact that they might get pressured into that thing where... I've got fucking 10,000 fans on my back. I didn't have a great game. I'm going to get the best out of them because of the pressure. Yeah, <coughs> let, let them be. And I totally understand fans saying that. <clears throat> That's, I've got no problem with that. But when you can see something in some of these players, like you've got Baz Bannon who can do it can, wherever. You know what I mean? He's not a problem. It's, it's the good players that are young that are having to like fight through those bad patches, maybe when they're not playing or whatever. And that's again where you come in and say, it's fine. You can come on and change a game next minute you're playing. Football can change. It's like, it's not forever. You've still got to work hard. And they do, they, they work hard. They're, they're fit as fiddles nowadays. Like, not an ounce of fat on them, like racehorses. And I'm like the donkey at the back, me and Pat. <laughs> <laughs> you got a fucking dick sat in the love, didn't you? What, why? Were you playing cricket? Uh, no, I was fucking uh, watching you. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's going to go up though. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't think he'll be. Well, I don't think he'll be that's the aim. I, I'm, I'm never one of them to tempt fate, but that's the aim. And if we go next three games and win all three, I think Barnsley will be a long memory away yeah. for us. Learning mm-hmm. curve as well, isn't it? But I think it, by, by what we've heard today, uh, I think Sheffield Wednesday, as well as having a, a good keeper, have got a, a lot of uh, good experiences there for the younger lads and to, yeah, to help them through. That's what I mean. It's not always the manager that's like. Because a lot of it is in in the changing room, isn't yeah. it? It's like the mm-hmm. things that could get said when somebody's unhappy, they're unhappy that they're not playing. you got to go up and say, listen, I understand I've been there. It's how you can keep them on board and say, we're going to need you. 
be with us. Like you're going to be a big part of it and mm-hmm. it might not be as big as you want, but when it could be next year, when you're playing champ and then you're a bigger part, it's a different scenario. Mm-hmm. So feeling the taste of all of the, li- every single league I've played in, you can say to someone, it's next level. Are you going to perform at that level? So it's just a stepping stone. Whereas for me, it's a stepping stone close to the grave. (laughs) (laughs) And on that ticking bombshell, Tom Man's document. We did get get a few notes that your your time wasting uh, exploits are unbelievable. Is that something you've been working on? No, no, I just think of them on a night. It's brilliant. Like if you've got any anything, just let let me know. I think we had one the other day, and um, we were beating Charlton at home. There was a break in play and it was a free kick. So I got my water, went to where the free kick is. It was just outside 18. I was just drinking. Ref was like, right, right, we're going to play. So I'm probably, I threw my water, but not hard enough. So it landed in the goal, went in, and the ref was like, there's a water bottle in your goal. I was like, oh, <laughs> I'll get it. So rather than flinging it off the pitch, I took it all the way around the goal <laughs> to the board where the signs are. Put it over the top of the ball. I was like, I don't know who's that is. It's <laughs> <laughs> worse than about seven minutes. <laughs> but it was worse. He put three minutes added on there. Their manager was going, it's fair. <laughs> Classic. Like, like, I don't know if you noticed, like, we, we were under a bit of pressure first 20 with Barnsley. 20, I think it got to about 25 minutes. And then that had a few shots just before you scored. But about 10 minutes before you scored. And I thought, they're on top here. Like, Crowd's getting a bit nervous. So I just took my gloves off and tied my shoelace again. Defender was like, well, what are you doing? It's like they're having a bit of pressure. We need to just yeah, we need take to the sting out of it. Yeah. And to be fair, for the next five minutes, we did all right. And I was thinking, if we score here, I'm a genius. <laughs> <laughs> Six minutes later, you're picking ball out of the back of the net. Honestly. What the fuck's he doing? Yeah. <laughs> well, that, that's the things where... Experience, people, isn't it? Do you know what it is? You get that feeling and... and in football, you know, a team's going to always have that 20 minutes where you think, fuck me, they're on top. Yeah. If you can just break up. At Wickham, we did a thing and it was like a study to say the momentum in play changes. Even after a silly foul, then you stay down and get some injury, some physio. It can take it. I did it against Bolton and it was second half. I stayed down. They were 2 up for about 10 minutes. <laughs> and uh, even their manager said after it's... The old Wickham thing, isn't it? He's broken. You can add another 10 minutes on after, but our momentum's gone then. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's all about picking your time. So I'm getting a bit of a, you're a shithouse. Even Chef Wednesday fans said, we hated you when you did it to us last year and you beat us (laughs) 1-0. But it's even better when you do it for us. (laughs) (laughs) And it's not, it's not being a a dick and and people are like, hate it. It was like, right, stop the clock then. And it's like, all right, stop the clock but you can't get your momentum back and then that's fine. And people are like, well, that's against sportsmanship. I was like, I want to win a game of football. If I have to stay down for half an hour, I'm faking a broken leg. (laughs) So get that stretcher out. I'm falling off the stretcher and then getting back on. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to have to do it. coming back all (laughs) I'm good, I'm good. (laughs) Brilliant. Tom, man, so much, mate. And all the best this year. All the best.
A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweaters starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.